Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey there, podcast explorers. Welcome to Pit Chat, the podcast where we gather round, toss in some hot topics, and let the flames of conversation burn bright. I'm Michelle. And I'm Wayne. And together, we're your hosts on this journey through the sizzling landscape of current events, sprinkled with a dash of mystery, a pinch of the unexplained, and a whole lot of fun. That's right, Michelle. We're not just here to talk about the everyday stuff. We're diving deep into the realms of the unknown, exploring UFO sightings, unraveling paranormal mysteries, and maybe even roasting a marshmallow or two along the way. So whether you're a skeptic or a believer, join us as we stoke the flames of curiosity and bring you the hottest takes on the coolest conspiracies. It's like sitting around a fire pit with your friends, but with a bit of extraterrestrial excitement. Each episode, we'll be serving up a blend of the latest headlines, intriguing stories, and a touch of the supernatural. From politics to pop culture, and from ghost to government secrets, we've got it all covered. And hey, if you've ever looked up at the night sky and wondered what's out there, or if you've ever felt a chill down your spine in a supposedly haunted place, you're in the right spot. So, grab a seat cozy up by the fire, and let's spark some conversation. This is Pit Chat, where the ordinary meets the extraordinary. Get ready for a wild ride down the rabbit hole. On an escalator. Right. Hello, everybody. Ooh, talk about increased size on the picture. <laughs> and I zoom in. <laughs> hey, welcome, everybody. And thank you for joining us on this free New Year's Eve. It's New Year's Eve Eve year in review of 2023 with Michelle and myself, Wayne. And here we are on the new show. Pit Chat with Wayne and Michelle. I'm ready for this year to be done. Yeah, I think so we're done. we're all ready for that. <laughs> Honestly, to be perfectly honest. But um, yeah, everybody, hey, welcome. Thank you for joining us. I know there's a name change. We're going to talk about that and what's going on, what all that means. Um, but first, we got a few things we want to clear up. So let's go ahead and start with Diane Boss. Hello, Rick Davis. Hello, Mama Dorothy Hawkins. Hello, Straw Dog. Good seeing you. So sending you guys lots of love and thanking you to join us for joining us tonight on this uh, quickly thrown together year in review. Everybody's doing it, so we might as well and bring our unique take on things and 
what we think is going to be going on here soon. Tabin is in the chat. Look, everybody, it's Tabin. He's right. He's right over there. There's Tabin. There he Hello, is. Hello, Jennifer. Thank <laughs> you for joining us. Oh, man. Oh, what do we got? Somebody from... Uh, from Facebook. Facebook. Jennifer. Okay. Jennifer Fallen has hey, Jennifer. joined us tonight. So, everybody, thanks for joining us. So, one of the things we got to do and bring up first and foremost is make sure you are hitting that subscribe button. Smash that like button like never before. And did you guys know, we are looking our, at our analytics, that 45% of the people watching this show are not subscribed. So can we get that down to like 30% and like break the YouTube algorithm? Because that would help us out a lot. The more subscribers we have, the more watch time we get, all that good stuff. And it just helps out the show. So, and also don't forget to share the show out and help spread the word. So, and if you want to contact the show, tell us your paranormal and UFO encounter stories or have a guest or topic suggestion, email us at pitchatpodcast at gmail.com. Yes, we did change the email, but we would still get the old email if you send it to mi.ufo.podcast at gmail.com. But use the pitchatpodcast at gmail.com. But you can also find us on iTunes, iHeart, Audible, or wherever you like to listen to your favorite podcast. You'll find us out there. So, and then special thanks to our members and Patreons. Without you, there would be no show. So you definitely help us keep going. Um, we've added a special section in the outro just for our Patreons. That's right. You guys will see that. And if you would like to help support the channel and the new quote unquote show, uh, we would love all the help you can provide us. Uh, we go with Patreon. We have super chats that are open during the live shows along with super thanks that you can uh, do just like super chats, but during the replays. So again, if you want to help out in any of those ways, uh, please feel free. So, and then coming up on January 2nd, really the second already. So Tuesday, Tuesday. Yes. Wow. Nine yeah. o'clock. We're going to be on um, the Bigfoot Michigan Rob channel for a live interview. And then we'll be having Rob join us on Friday, the 5th at 8 p.m on our channel for a live interview to get his paranormal experience. So got a couple shows this week, one with BMR and then one with BMR on our show. Yep. So we're going to, we're definitely going to be doing that. We finally have one of our neighbors who does his own show on a channel. Now, Bigfoot Michigan, Rob, he's finally able to come on. Now uh, we try to have him on before and there was some, uh, technical issues when we try to have them on before. So now we'll actually have Rob on and have a great conversation with him. And we're really looking forward to that. He's a good guy and we're happy to talk with him and very knowledgeable. And it looks like Dorothy Hopkins has gifted one pit chat with Wayne and Michelle membership to somebody. Dorothy, you are awesome. Thank you so much for doing that. And whoever received that gift of a membership, we hope you enjoy it and the new emojis that you'll have. Let's see. What else do we have going on? Um, oh, a quick question from Jennifer. Are you on iHeartRadio? Yes, we are. 
you can find us on iHeartRadio as well. Now, that takes about a couple hours for us to get the show put together after a live. And then, um, you know, I have to do some editing and things and then get that out there. So it takes a few hours for it to cycle through, but you can get the audio. So, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Ghost Dragon has shown up. Hey, well, how's it going, Ghost Dragon? Good seeing you. He says, Happy New Year. So, Happy New Year to you as well. He says he'll be in and out getting ready for his stream later. So, yes, make sure you guys go over to Gemma Jade's channel and check out uh, Ghost Dragon and with Gemma Jade. So, uh, make sure you go and, and check them out. And uh, he has a great show. They talk about all kinds of great stuff. Miss Dorothy, thank you so much oh, for the super chat. Thank you, Dorothy. Just I know she full said of love she's tonight. <laughs> she's biased in favor of her kids. Yep, yep. And we got Facebook user saying hi. Hey, <laughs> Facebook user, good seeing you. We don't know your name, or we would give you a shout out. But just remember that a lot of the the shows may still be under um, oh, Michigan yeah. UFO sightings and paranormal encounters podcast. Yeah. So. The way that it's going to work is that the name is changed, but the stream and the RSS feed will stay the same. So you can find the shows of the Michigan UFO sightings and paranormal encounters podcast show still on this YouTube channel. They're all going to stay there. Um, also on all of the audio feeds, all of those old shows will be there. So you can go back and listen to everything. So, oh, it looks like Jenny Moody's here. Hey, Jenny. That, that's my, that's like my, my sister from another mister. Ah, and then we have Monica from Indiana. Indiana. Welcome, Monica. Thank you for joining us as I take a sip of my ice cold Mountain Dew so Zero. So Jennifer says that she drives a truck for a living. There are Ooh. some episodes that run over two hours, Jennifer. You'll have a <laughs> lot to listen to. Absolutely. And I bet you Jennifer has seen some stuff out there on the road driving. Oh, that reminds me of that one podcast that we used to the listen Midnight to. Midnight Truck Stop. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. They, unfortunately, they don't continue anymore, but uh, man, they would have great stuff there. Uh, let's see. We got Rick Davis is here. He says, I'm late. Why can't we see your faces? You mm. feel more, would feel more personal. I, don't I was going to say. You I should be able to see our faces. I'm like, I've got my YouTube on the phone. I see, yeah. see our faces there. Yep. We're, we're That's weird. Well, Rick was also dealing with a power outage too. Oh, so yep. things may not have loaded up properly. Yep. And, hey, Jennifer, since you bring that up, that you have a few stories, and we're not talking about the lot lizard stories and weird stuff like that that involves humans. <laughs> we're talking maybe more on the supernatural paranormal encounter type of thing. But uh, make sure, and let me throw this banner up for everybody, if you do have a story or an encounter or something that you guys would like to tell us, email us at pitchatpodcast at gmail.com. And we would love to share your story because we're going to be sharing a story tonight with some visuals that I have. Um, uh, obviously, somebody, I'm I'm going to say this. We got a, an email and a story sent to us, or an encounter, I should say, on our Facebook group. And I've been sitting on it for a while. 
I didn't want to release it till I had the permission from the person that sent it in to us. Um, so I got that. We're going to cover it tonight, but let's just say she was a non-believer in any of this stuff and I totally get it. And then she had an encounter and she is still shaken up to this day about it. And it was with her child. So we'll get into that in a little bit. So Michelle. Yeah. Where do we start? Where do we start? Well, how about we just start with the 10,000 pound gorilla in the room? And so just why a, we changed the name? Yeah. Why did we, why did we <clears throat> change the name and, and do all this? You stuff? know, if, Inquiring minds want to know. If people only knew how many outtakes we had sometimes of me recording the intros of saying Michigan UFO sightings and paranormal encounters podcast. Yeah. Um, and how many times I would invert some of the words. And then we we just got to talking because, you know, I'm in my last six years of teaching and I'm not sure that Michigan is going to be where we end up retiring. We've talked a lot about moving out west. Um, we go to Nevada quite a bit. Uh, no, not Las Vegas. <laughs> uh, actually, south of there around the Colorado River, which, you know, I've fallen in love with. Um, oh, yeah, it's beautiful out there. No, I mean, we've, no looked, we, we've looked at houses online in Oklahoma, Tennessee, uh, God, what was it like Eastern Ohio, even, um, you know, anywhere near water and mountains. So, and because if we had the title Michigan UFO sightings, then it tied us to the state of Michigan. And in six years, if we're still not in Michigan and we still have the podcast going, we wanted to make it a little bit universal that we could take it on the road with us. Yep. Yep. It's, uh, it's one of those things. It's like people are like, Oh, you've got a show. Yeah. What is it? <laughs> is it Michigan UFO sightings and paranormal encounters podcast? Uh, so, you know, it, it was, it, we had just a hell of a time trying to get people to remember it. And yeah, uh, yeah, it was just, just one of those things we had to change it. And, and one of the other things too, is that we want to branch out into getting into some other stuff as well and talking to all kinds of people. But first, before we dive into that, I need to say hello to one of our listeners and a faithful follower, Ali Hadar. Ali, thanks for joining us. Uh, his sister has been a longtime supporter of ours as well. So uh, thank you for joining us and also uh, have a great restaurant. I'm just going to say that. Um, Ali, we're going to hold you accountable for giving our up, giving us updates on the game too. Yes. He's watching the lions versus the Cowboys right now. So yep, yep. game started at eight 15. We have no idea what the score is right now. Yep. So totally forgot they were playing today. So <laughs> But anyways, I know, Jennifer, you had mentioned about what was that uh, email again. So there you go. I put it up for you one more time. It's pitchatpodcast at gmail.com. So some of the other areas I was interested in branching out into to expand the show was I wanted to get more into kind of self-improvement topics. Um, 
it's kind of a big thing right now, but it's also something I'm very much into the psychology, the mental, uh, mental aspect of things, physical training. I'm very much into training and working out and things like that. And that's a big part of my time to help me keep my sanity. Uh, there's some pop culture stuff The traveling and Michelle loves the traveling and picking up on, uh, stories of the regions that we like to visit and things like that. And there's all kinds of other topics we wanted to branch into. And when the title of your show is just Michigan. So first of all, you're telling people you're limiting it to Michigan UFOs. Okay. There's a lot more out there in, uh, paranormal. We're still talking about all that stuff, by the way. Do not think that we are not going to continue to talk about that stuff because we are no no closer to our figuring out what happened with our sighting and stuff. But it might now include more paranormal in the stories of the places yeah. that we visit. So, which I know for the next three months, I'm going to drive Wayne absolutely <laughs> batshit crazy. So, because our next trip is booked for spring break. And of course... We're going right back to the place, well, one of the places that we love, and that is Laughlin. Yes, Laughlin, Nevada. We the, love it out there. And there's a lot of history and stuff out there that we'd love to have people talk about. And, oh, get into Oatman, Arizona. Yep. Yep, absolutely. So, yeah, so that that's really one of the, the, the main reasons why we decided to change the name was, is the length of our old show name was just a little bit too much. Well, and here's the thing. I'm going to tell the truth. We we live in a condo in in a very mm. close condo community where they've built houses all around. So there's not really a place to put a fire pit yeah. unless we want to put it out in the driveway and have the chairs around and then drag it in the garage every time that we take the fire pit out. My goal, you know, a after we retire and we move is to have a place with a beautiful backyard oh. with a view and a fire pit. Yeah. So, and, and, and I have a vision. I'm going to tell you guys this now. My vision is to continue doing this show, but doing it from the backyard with that fire pit going and having a guest like sitting across from us in the live, you know, and just having Tell the computers Wi-Fi out there and, and just hanging out and sitting around the bonfire telling Ghost yep. stories, ghost stories, <laughs> and just interviewing and talking to people with that fire crackling in the background. And it's, uh, it's just a vision I've had about wanting to move this show telling forward, telling crazy, crazy teacher stories that we can't tell mm -hmm. right now. Right. Yeah. When we leave the profession, <laughs> oh, the gag order, tell you the, the gag the order gag has been order released. The, <laughs> the, the NDA. Right, the non-disclosure agreement. Oof, that's gone. that's gone, because it's uh, yeah. Oh, there you go, Tabin. Tabin says it perfectly. Some of the best times of my life were spent around a fire. Absolutely, that's what humans have been doing for hundreds of thousands of years. It's how we transmit information, how we learn things, sitting around the bonfire, and that's really kind of where I want to go with everything. So, you know, 
I don't know. So it's, I, I have to say some of the best times I've had were camping and, and hanging out with friends. Uh, when I was part of a, a martial arts group out of one of the colleges, when I first started, when I got out of the military and doing martial arts, every summer we would go up for a weekend to do these retreats and the training was what it was falling on the ground or whatever, but it was when training was done. Did the real training begin around that campfire? So, yep. Nope. Yep. So it, it's been a while since I've been around a bonfire, but I love the smell. Yeah. Well, I and, love. And Michelle knows. I drive her. She drives me crazy with wanting to go on trips to Laughlin and things. I drive her crazy because I hate living in the concrete jungle. It, it's all this place <laughs> is to me being stopped by trains you know you can't cross a road and get somewhere because there's trains there's people driving like idiots and car accidents that block the road for two hours and i can't even go home which usually takes me about 25 minutes but i'm stuck on the road for two hours because well somebody had to shoot at somebody else or whatever i just i hate the congested areas i i just and the older I get, the worse I get. <laughs> but then we talk about problem. going out to Nevada. And if you want the resources, you end up in those towns where your neighbor you could shake hands with. Yeah, out sometimes. The window. I mean, it, it it's a tough call, right? It, it is. It's really a tough call as to. So I, I don't no. know. We'll, we're going to we're going to find the perfect place, though. We got time and we're not going to be picky. But that's really the reasoning behind all of this. Uh, Shorter name and open up the possibilities. Yeah. Hey, Friends with Monsters has arrived. Hello from up north. Well, hello from down at the bottom of the mitten. So, yep. So we're still in Michigan. We're still a Michigan-based podcast as of right now and probably for the next few years still. But, yep. Happy holidays to you as well. Happy New Year to everybody out there. All right, Michelle, why don't we go ahead and start breaking down? I put a few things up here. If you want to throw some things in on this list, you can. But all the stuff that went down this year that really makes you scratch your head and wonder what the hell's going on with ufology and paranormal stuff. And I have to say that I know you remember this. January, February, 2023, right in that area, right when we got into this new year, we were shooting down UFOs, baby. <laughs> Chinese spy balloons. Say no more. I, I mean, I, they were, you know, they say they're weather balloons. Notice how that went quiet, though. Yeah. Yeah, they shot something down over Alaska, which they said was a balloon. And then what was it? Then they spotted it in Montana. Yeah. It, and then it, over the water in the Myrtle Beach area is where they took it down. Then we had something over Lake Huron. And now it's like all quiet. Yep. I guess the Chinese got wise and said, no more sending spy balloons over the over the u.s they're serious about shooting our stuff down <laughs> i'm still curious about what was over lake huron though 
Did they ever release any videos or anything no. like that solidified anything up there? The only video that was ever released about the shooting down of spy balloons or weather balloons or UFOs was the one that was off the coast of North Carolina. And they had videos of that. They used a $9 million missile (laughs) (laughs) to, to pop the pop the balloon. So yeah. For Um, those at Myrtle beach at the time, it's like government's like here, hold my beer. Right. I mean, it was, and their reasoning was, is they didn't want to fire bullets from one of the, aircraft because the bullets could fly further and do more damage if they landed in a populated area. But yeah. Um, and Jenny says it, you know, funny how all the talks about the balloons went away. Absolutely. Absolutely. It, it got real quiet and yeah. (laughs) Did, did they really just stop all of a sudden? I mean, let's be realistic. I think they saw how people reacted to the spy balloons and people knowing that we are being spied on. We're constantly being spied on in those saddle, those not satellites. So there are spy satellites, but those, those balloons, they're different in their capabilities because what they'll do is they'll, they'll, do signal what's called SIGINT, S-I-G-I-N-T, or signal intelligence. And they, like, pull in Wi-Fi signals and phone, you know, towers and stuff like that. And they clone phones. They do all that stuff. So here's the question. Were they testing our reaction? It could have been. It could have been. It, you know... The political relationships between countries right now, like China and Russia and the United States and Europe in general, is really, really seems very on edge. And so they want to see how far they could poke the bear and the bear being the U.S., right? So, ah, yeah. Yeah. yeah well, he, look at look at what Ali says, and th- this is a good point. He says, "I can't believe our government even released the information that a spy balloon was able to fly across our airspace, all while spending a significant amount of time up there." Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And because it was not moving very fast across Montana. Yeah. Yep. And it, it just. Yeah. So anyways, that was like one of the first big stories and everybody was saying UFOs, UFOs, UFOs. Now think about it. And I know Richie over at Goofon was talking about this today, but we started shooting them down supposedly. Right. And if you're thinking UFOs and remember, that's what they were saying. UAPs. We were shooting them down. Are we trying to start some kind of a war with the aliens and things like that? Yeah. You know, we could, if that technology exists, we can't touch those things. And if you listen to Fravor and people like that. So anyways, that was the opening, right? That was the opening to 2023 was the UFO Chinese spy balloon situation. And Jennifer Fullen said they had seen lights in 2021, got a video of it. 
what everyone said it was a satellite uh starlink that is yeah. the the elon musk and we still get on our facebook page we get a lot of yep. um photos of starlink yep so the the string of lights i have yet to see them in the sky yeah it you'll know starlink when you see it it, it is a string of lights in in rapid succession not spread out they are very close together and they're usually moving pretty fast. They look like a train of lights moving through the sky. Yeah, there's a website that you can look yeah. up as far as like, you know, their their plan viewing in your location. Um, you know, they always say that they're going to be just south of us. But with us being by Metro Airport and the lights and everything. We have lots and, of light And the cloud cover. Yeah, we're, we're kind of yeah prohibited from being able to see those sorts of things yeah friends with monsters space train woo woo yep yeah, pretty much pretty much that's what they look like now what's really cool is if you see two strings of starlink satellites crossing each other because they will transmit data via laser to the other string so it looks like they're crossing like an x like this you know they're going across each other and you'll see laser lights. It looks like they're shooting at each other. And it's the, the <laughs> and it's transmitting the, of data. Yeah. It's the, it's the transmitting of data using laser. Yeah. That is cool. Yep. All right. So let's see what happened then. Oh, in then, June. And then your wife got you a really, really cool <laughs> trip to fly solo on this one and so did the podcast actually got to go to the very first ever cosmic summit with randall carlson and yeah that was uh that was quite the meeting got to meet randall and talk to him for a little bit but the, uh go ahead that was wayne's moment where the summit was great but the travel with american airlines and the weather in Charlotte <laughs> was uh, crazy. Yeah, that was the, that was the, it was a hurricane, wasn't it? Or a tropical storm that came across the, out of the Atlantic and just settled. Like tornadoes in the area. Yeah, so. just settled right over North Carolina, right where the summit was. <laughs> and it was like, what do you mean I can't leave? What are you talking about? And it's like, just get in the Uber, go back to where the hotel. Oh my God, that was a nightmare. Yeah. That, that was a nightmare. But, and then flying out of there, flying out of Charlotte, right during that lull in the storm the following day, man, I will tell you what, we hit an air pocket as we were ascending up out of the, I don't know, we probably had to be close to about, 10,000 feet above the ground already and we hit an air pocket as we were heading to New York and you could tell all the people that did not have their seatbelts fastened because they we hit an air pocket so bad there were people launched out of their seats hitting their head on the roof on the ceiling of the airplane and coming back down <laughs> and the, the stewardess goes well I guess we know who didn't have their seatbelt on didn't we I told y'all this tighten up that seatbelt <laughs> you know when 50 percent of the plane has a concussion when they get to uh to new york oh yeah that was the fastest i had to rebook a flight too because yeah otherwise it was flying back down to charlotte and yeah it was like yeah i had to go into LaGuardia 
fly from Charlotte to LaGuardia, then LaGuardia to Detroit. Yeah. And that wasn't too bad. Don't let him fool you. He said he had some of the best Mexican food there. Yeah. Sitting in the airport, there was this little bar and they had Mexican food. So I was like, wow, this is really good. So I guess, you know, you look for the brighter side and everything. And they're having another summit in North Carolina this year. Yep. Uh, I'm not sure on the exact dates in June, but it is June again this year. So um, I don't know if I'm going to go this year or not, or if Michelle and I are going to go. I I don't think we're going to go this year. No, we've got got a college student that's, you know, staying on campus. So we plan Mm -hmm. on making some trips out to her, but. Somebody on this podcast is turning 5 this year in 2024. So, um, I, yeah, I, I would like to escape the state <laughs> on my birthday um, so that my coworkers cannot put it's nifty to be 50 everywhere. So, yeah, so we're going to we're going to be heading out we're gonna go around, somewhere. Yeah, for her 50th birthday. So, you know. <laughs> Diane's Somewhere putting driver up in the up in the chat. Yeah, maybe we can get picked up by the aliens and uh, take them for a ride. I, I would love it if my friend Jenny Moody can go with us too. She's like, "Yep." <laughs> All right. Well, let's see. Oh, right after the Cosmic Summit. Well, one of the things I want to say too. One of the coolest things about the Cosmic Summit. Yeah, talking to Randall Carlson, and I got to meet Ben Van Kirkwick in person. We've had him on the show. Um, awesome dude. One of the greatest things, though, that happened during the Cosmic Summit was having to meet Micah Hanks. What a cool, just down to earth dude that's so knowledgeable about everything and actually getting him to come on our show and him interviewing us on his show, which was really quite amazing. And, uh, we really enjoyed that time. And I think I spent like three hours outside the cosmic summit while Randall was talking because Randall can talk forever. And I was outside on the patio with a bunch of other people and we were talking to Micah and probably about three hours long talking about all kinds of stuff, UFO, government conspiracy stuff, just all kinds of things. And it was, uh, that was, that was one of the highlights of, of my trip actually was getting to hang out and talk with him. Now, what came of that was that a certain person named Christopher Mellon you know, from the UAP investigation desk and all that stuff, you know, with Lou Elizondo and all that. <laughs> um, contacted us and wanted to know about our experience and had us look at somebody else's experience. And that person was a naval aviator who had an encounter with a triangle as well. And we, uh, we gave her our feedback and yes, Michelle did get a new kitty coffee cup <laughs> for Christmas because it, it matches one of her, uh, sweaters or I think what is, is it? A sweatshirt with the same yeah, little sweatshirt. black kitty cat face on it. Yeah. And I got another really cool mug too. That looks like a witch's cauldron and it's Harry Potter related. Yes. Thank you, Jenny. (laughs) 
All right. So then after the cosmic summit, Michelle, what went down? Uh, <laughs> the UAP hearings. Yes. Where we got introduced to the David Grush, David Fravor, and Ryan Graves testimony on Capitol Hill in front of the subcommittee on UAPs. And they broke the internet, the news cycle, and everything with their, I guess, testimony, whatever you want to call it. But yeah, they that was a huge thing and people immediately started discrediting David Grush. They went after Fravor and Graves where, you know, it's like, you can't, those guys have reputations that are impeccable. Now notice again, things are so quiet and now it's quiet. Well, they got the NDA signed, right? So with the new UFO terminology and things like that. So we'll see how that goes, you know, and one of the people we need to talk to about that and get on here, who's booked up until February, I believe, but we got to get, you know, our guy from paradigm research, Stephen Bassett. You know, he needs to come back on and tell us exactly what's going on with that because he's in the thick of all the politics and and everything. So yeah. uh, you said it, politics, and that's probably what 2024 is going to. Oh, Jesus. Yes. Election tis, cycle. Here tis we go. Time, tis time, folks. Well, and, you know, what the hell is up with them? Certain states saying that Trump's being removed from the ballot. Is that even legal? Like what, how, how can you deny somebody from being on the ballot? I mean, that's really weird. I haven't looked into it, but I don't care what political party and stuff that people are, but to sit there and say somebody cannot be on the ballot of a state is really, really odd. And it really shows that they are trying to influence an election. That's a whole different game. I am so glad I'm not a politician. Yeah. My my political days ended with student senate my senior year. Yeah. And see, uh, Straw Dog says he's never been convicted of it. Yeah. No. I mean, so what? If they're conducting an investigation into his shenanigans, you can't go on the ballot? I mean, you know, they got to prove that he did something. And, you know, just like Biden, just like Obama, just like Bush, if if you think any of them are clean with anything, regard, you know, because they got an R or a D after their name or they're wearing red or blue, you're absolutely crazy because they're politicians. They're power hungry. That's all they care about. They don't care about us. And look who's here. Oh, I was just going to say. It's our favorite person in the world. Gemma Jade's here. It's Gemma Jade. I know that your ears had to be ringing because I know that you and I have uh, been playing kind of like, uh, what is it? Phone tag. Yeah. Yeah. So the last time Gemma was on, she. uh, She scared scared the poo out of me that I've got like bad juju all around me or something. So I know that there was going on. I know that there was a a 
post or a message to Wayne stating that we needed to talk that something that you noticed that, she, that Gemma was concerned about Michelle. Yeah. So, and it's, uh, and I can only imagine <laughs> considering what's been I going seriously can uh, only imagine. Yeah. So Gemma says the holidays are crazy, but this week. So yeah, she says, I know I scared the poop out of you, but then didn't respond. <laughs> Michelle, I got to tell you about this horrible thing. That's I was going to say, you just... <laughs> so she will be in touch with you this week. Oh, just darkness. <laughs> it's just darkness. We'll oh, talk. Con considering oh, it could be family. It could be work. Man, it could be both. I'll tell you what. <sighs> could be more UAP hearings. Those are always dark. I was going to say, tell me the darkness is another triangle that I'm going to see. Hey, if we do see another triangle, yes, we're ready for you. You can say all the things you want in my head about get away. You don't belong here. Look, dude, I'm ready to say beam me up at this point. Right. Because it can't be all that bad considering all the crap that's <laughs> going on around here. So, all right. So anyways, we had the UAP. Right, we had the UAP hearings with David Grush, Ryan Graves, and David Fravor. Then we had Peru and the Los Pelicaris. The Los Pelicaris, the face peelers. That was in August when we found out about the Peruvians having to fight off aliens that were attacking villagers. Now, some people were saying it was it was gold illegal gold miners and jetpacks. When it's like. These people are down in this village telling you what they saw. Okay. <laughs> they're telling, they're, they're not, they're, they live in the Peruvian jungles, but they're not primitives. They had guns. They were shooting these things. They know what they saw. They have TVs. They have cell phones, right? It's not like they're, they're primitive people and they're telling you what happened. They were these creatures were floating around and attacking people. And there was one girl that was cut up pretty badly, a 15 year old that they were trying. It almost seemed like they were trying to kidnap her. And they found the body of the guy who had just his face ripped off. That was floating in the, in the river. The rest of his body was left alone. Guess what? We don't hear anything more about Louis Pelicaris. Right. Again, another story that just dropped off the face of the planet. It's like, see how the masses react and yep. moving on to the next item. And you know, and you know what? I want to know what masses they're talking about. Like, who are they watching to see? Like, oh, what? anyone on social media. Okay. So, yeah. I mean, it's all the, the data mining. That's done. They're Good looking point. for posts about these things. They're looking for stories and how many times they get shared and how many they get, you know, how many likes they get. It's like a teenage girl. Well, okay. If I put a selfie up, how many times am I going to get it liked? <laughs> All right, Michelle. Well said. <laughs> I believe you. No, you're Dorothy you're... said who is the most gullible. So seriously. Well, well, how about who's the most uneducated? I mean, I can't, 
I honestly can't believe that a whole village of people would lie about this stuff and have the military come in. They were calling for help about these things. They didn't say nothing about jetpacks. That were that was people trying to rationalize what was going on there because it couldn't have been aliens. And that area has had issues with alien. I think it was Brazil, not Peru, but uh, there was the uh, Virginia, right? The Virginia um, alien incident where a ship crashed in 97. And there were those two little demonic looking things. People said they smelt sulfur. One guy tried to catch one or carry its body and he got sick and died from the stuff on its body. I mean, uh, I, my thoughts on it are, are really weird because I know of some certain things that are going on with research into that, even though it's years old, um, that might be getting made into a, another documentary about it, but a little bit differently. And that's all I can really say about that. Um, yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. I remember it was Peru and Brazil at the same time. There were different, different stories coming out of both. Yeah. But Brazil was like in 97 though, with that, that craft crashed. The Peruvian one was just this last August, but there's, there's been stuff going on down there for a while. And some of it may uh -huh. be, may absolutely be, uh, you know, illegal gold mining and strip mining and stuff that goes on down there. Um, hides in long grass says Fox did a good job on that case. Uh, he's talking about James Fox and I think he had a, a documentary. I haven't seen it yet. That was all about the Virginia case. Um, was it moment of contact or something like that? I think that's what it was called. Anyways, it, very, very interesting. And I, I want to, uh, I want to see that. Um, yeah. So anyways, that was Los Pedacatas, the face peelers of Peru. Then what happened? Kirk Patrick leaves. No, era, no, no. What? Oh, alien mummies, <laughs> alien so mummies in Mexico in September. Medico with Jaime Mosan and his alien mummies. That one oh. is a big stinker. Whenever Jaime Mosan shows up, and I'm no expert on this, but you got to go. Yeah, moment of contact. Yeah, thank you. That was the James Fox one. Uh, yeah, the, the alien mummies in, in, in Mexico. Um, yeah, not that, but look at how it was in the news cycle. It was in the news cycle so much, I actually showed a, a, a news clip that was made for kids about this. <laughs> I think it was like CNN news for kids. So yeah. Still on the fence about that one because of the burial practices yeah. of, of children in that region and having like a, a mask put over their head before yep. being buried. And here, so, here's the problem mm -hmm. is that, Jaime Mosan has been known and, and people in that area have been known to create like mummified chimeras, right? They will take body parts 
from these mummies that they find down there, which is, you know, that that's, that's just desecration of graves. First of all, you should not be doing that. You should have respect for the dead and they're where they're buried and stuff, but people will take that stuff and then they'll mix in like animal bones and create little things and, and, they just call them chimeras, right? A mixture of different things and say, look at the alien chicken, you know, and, and stuff like that. And talk about messing with day of the dead. Yeah. Eek. Yep. Yep. Hides and long grass says I met Lado at the grush hearing. Super nice guy. Move in for a hug. <laughs> I bet he hugs you. Nice guy. <laughs> We had we had uh, Chris. We had Chris, Chris on the Lato show. on last year. He came on our show last year before he got really big. Yeah, and uh, we hey. talked to him while he was on his way to Spain for some medical stuff because he lives in Peru. Oh, not Portugal, Peru, Portugal. Nope. And we could see like the the background and the views. Yeah. God, he's in a beautiful area. That, that is a beautiful part of that that your southwest european area man is portugal and what are the Spain. countries over there that pay you to live there that pay you to live there yeah i don't i don't know is it portugal i don't know give me a but piece yeah of chris Lato is, a, is a great guy he actually talked about being on our show on one of his shows which was really cool he talked about our our experience was one of the big factors in converting him over into believing that this stuff is real so yeah um but yeah Gemma, it's great seeing you on here we're we're happy that you uh were able to come on yep Gemma said it's really really not good messing with graves i agree mm -hmm. um in in fact i'll i'll get your take on it someday but my family decided to move my mom's grave oh my god from the cemetery where she was originally buried in 2011 um and what how long has it been two three years now moved her to a different cemetery that was much better cared for um but she was no longer near her parents where she had wanted to be buried up in an area called college hill in kentucky so moved her grave moved the headstone um all of it happened without my knowledge. I found out after the fact. So I agree. It just, it, something doesn't yeah. feel right when I go to visit. It, it's just not the same. It's like, that's not where her spirit is. Yeah. It, mm. Yeah. That was, that was, that was bizarre getting that news that, your mom's grave was being moved. <laughs> I mean, just, oh, uh, okay. Uh, no. I, no, it wasn't by my choice. Mom, I didn't do it. It, it. Well, she. I told you she's just waiting. She's waiting for your dad. And eek, he's probably scared to show up there wherever she's at because what four foot ten angry little woman she's got that that wooden kitchen spoon just waiting eternity. <laughs> that that wooden spoon is just waiting yep all right so we had mummies in mexico that was an interesting time then what did we have uh then we had kirkpatrick leaving arrow yes he lasted one year 
as the head of Arrow, A-A-R-O. Don't really know why he left or whatever, but every time you saw him on a committee, he was very, very like despondent. He just looked depressed being there. Uh, it's kind of like the Lou Elizondo thing. Like, what did you do to end up in the basement vault investigating UAP back in the day? What was that? The UAP tap? No, a tip or something. Did it you see the basement vault? Did he have a red stapler too? <laughs> he was looking for his Mai Tai. I need my Mai Tai. My Mai Tai. Did he, did he have no a salt? Did he have a stapler named Milton? <laughs> I have a stapler named Milton. I've got one right downstairs in the basement, still in the packet. Yeah. A tip of the iceberg. Yeah. Yeah. Look, it, my thoughts on that stuff is. The worst word, wasn't it Reagan? Wasn't it one of Reagan's slogans that was like, the last thing you want to hear is a knock at your door and somebody that shows up and says, we are, uh, we're from the government and we're here to help. <laughs> like That's the last thing you want to hear because you know, it's not, it's not going to happen. Um, so the government being involved in investigating this stuff, I, I, I am so skeptical of the government being able to help. I understand they have resources. Of course they do. They have all our tax money and they put us in trillions of dollars into debt, whether we like it or not. So, you know, uh, they have all kinds of resources. Do you trust them? to? I, I don't even trust them to fill in a pothole. It, <laughs> it's bad enough when we lose power around here. Because the infrastructure is so bad because they've the government, whether it's the federal, the state, whatever, have let it go so far. And just just think they've talked about electronic currency. Yeah. <sighs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Don't get me. And Gemma kind of had a thought about that, too, um, when we had her on our our last show, when we actually started as Pit Chat, we... Uh, had Gemma on and she was talking there were some concerns that she was thinking so there's a reason why my grandfather shoved, had like I'm telling you buy gold I got a couple silver. family members that, yep. that do they, they've got their money invested in gold precious metals no yeah. matter what the economy does those things will always hold their value always Ghost driving said they've been working on the same stretch of highway for three years. Oh, you must live by us. <laughs> yeah. Do you live by us, Ghost Dragon? Because they started a project that they said was going to be a four-year project, and they're not lying on the expressways around here, which is ridiculous. Rick Davis says, and they want you, they want to force you to buy all electric stoves, furnaces, and automobiles. Absolutely. So when the power goes out, you will die. I will walk or ride a bike. Not in the winter, you won't. I Then I better have enough food in the house because I will not buy an electric vehicle. Yeah. Yeah. The, hybrid at best if they made me. Yeah. Yeah. I would I would go with a hybrid. But uh, driving around in a vehicle on top of the huge amounts of toxic 
substances, those batteries are toxic and you get in an accident and you have all that stuff around you and then on you and explosions or whatever. No. Nope, nope, nope. Jennifer said that she works near us. Uh, you work near the airport. Near the airport? Yeah. So Jennifer knows. Yeah, knows she's we, a truck driver. Yeah. So. All we have to do is just say I-94. <laughs> yeah. I-94 and 275. 275, the north-south stretch of 275 here has been under construction now for two years. And it will continue. To and it be, will so. continue. And that was a newer road they put in. But welcome to Michigan. Pure Michigan. State bird is a mosquito. <laughs> right. It's not the robin anymore. It's a mosquito. Right. Yeah. We have a state insect. We don't have a state bird anymore. And the state slogan has pure Michigan, pure construction Michigan. Yep. And also here in Michigan, at least in Southeast Michigan, we can experience all four seasons in one day. Yep. We can get snow in the morning and have it be cold. We can get a nice springtime by lunch. By afternoon, it's hotter than hell. And then by evening time, temperatures plummet. Basically, our weather is menopausal. <laughs> it, it's it's quadpolar, not bipolar. <clears throat> so, yeah. All right. So that was Kirkpatrick leaving Arrow, you know. They just mentioned that it happens and all of that. Let's see. What do we got next? Oh, and there's a little bit of the personal stuff that's happened recently on top of you getting oh, sick and things. Lord have mercy. Yep. Beginning of November, you know, we make the, the comments about my mom holding a wooden spoon just waiting for my dad. Well, you know, he didn't make it any easier turning 98 um, on December 12th, but prior to that, breaking his hip. So, and you know, thank the, God somebody was down there with him. Well, when my, that happened, my brothers were visiting. You know, he could have just asked, hey, you know, one of you guys want to carry this stuff into the garage? Oh, no, Superman himself decided to grab a, a case of his booster insured drinks and try to carry him into the garage and down he went. He's lucky he didn't break his elbow too the way he landed. Jeez. <clears throat> so, but you know, the family's been dealing with that. I was down there during all of Thanksgiving. Um, and I know that pretty soon here, hoping that the the roads say somewhat decent between here and Kentucky. I would like to get there in January and also February too. Because I know that my, you know, a lot of that bearing on my sister-in-law. and <sighs> Yeah. And then, of course, you know. Well, my you whole and... family's retired pretty much except for me. Yeah. Yeah, you're the youngin. I, I'm the youngin. And the youngin who is dealing with a lot of work issues and a lot of work scares. We just had a, a big thing. And I know I talked about it at the, the last show and. You know, anyone who's on my Facebook sees, you know, standing with Wayne Westland teachers, but they were ready to lay off 30 or more people. And we're not talking about folks at the top. We're, we're talking about like privatizing busing and um, laying off uh, custodians, teachers. Uh, it, it was um, pretty scary. Uh, school board meetings, you know, two in one week. Uh, you're... This one right here ended up on Channel 7 News. 
So somehow, some way, when I got up to address the school board, Channel 7 just happened to be filming. That's an ABC affiliate here in Detroit, for those of you that don't know Channel 7. Basically pleading with the school board to vote no on the layoffs, especially our our social workers. They were ready to cut at least four social workers, and two of them were within my building. So it's been extremely stressful. So Gemma, when you were talking about that darkness around me, I would definitely say it was my work at the time. And then one of my coworkers, you know, she was out taking care of her husband. So I'm dealing with the, you know, the possibility of layoffs of staff members. I don't worry about myself so much, but they've already said that seniority doesn't matter if they find that they need to move you then they'll move you. And I saw that happen with a teacher from one high school to another where they like squashed all of his classes and moved him to another building. I'm not even sure he's with the district anymore. And they could look at my cert and go, Hey, she can teach high school, even though I've taught middle school for 24 years and, you know, uproot everything that I've ever known. So it, it's scary. It's just a, a really scary situation right now. And we're getting ready to go into contract negotiations too. And I'm a building rep, so that's going to be a whole lot of fun. I think it's the first time in my history as a building rep for the last 14 years that I'm looking at uh, volunteering my time and my mouth as a um, part of the bargaining committee. Yeah, you know, working in, in a school district and you know, both of us being teachers and stuff, it's interesting to see once you're on the inside, like when you're on the outside of the education system, you have a perception of it being one way and you formulate your, your worldview basically on what your perception is. And then you get into the thick of it and you go, holy crap. It's this so is political. It's not only is it so political, it is so messed up that you sit there and wonder how can our schools be even capable of teaching children anything with the craziness that goes on. And it's just based on a lot of it on how it's run and what the, what the, uh, like the political structure and and what the actual administration and stuff thinks is a priority when it comes to the education of children. And it, it, I mean, we can have a lot to say about this, but here's what we will always say. There are people who make policies for others that have never experienced or even set foot into particular yep. jobs. And it's not just an education. No. So no, a hundred percent. I mean, the schools will, will get in trouble or be flagged for something, right? Here's an example. They get flagged for something because the students are not doing well on a certain test, state test, whatever. So the school gets flagged for it. School responses, spend money to bring in somebody from a different organization to come in and teach all the teachers how to make the kids learn better. <laughs> and okay. it's the same strategies that and we've been using all along. It's the same strategies over and over. And they don't, you know, they tell teachers, well, look at the data and change how you're teaching to the students. But they themselves don't look at their own data and go, 
this strategy we've been doing every year hasn't been working. We should change our mindset. No, it always trickles down to the teacher and it's something you're doing. Well, the teachers have responded and the teachers have responded with a big middle finger and have said, screw you. We're doing 60 hour work weeks. We're grading stuff constantly. We have to put lessons together. We have to teach 130 kids a day with a one hour break. If you don't take our, our quote unquote break away from us, that's our prep time where we're supposed to plan for the next day or two on top of grading things. But usually we get pulled out of that because we have to go to meetings to discuss things about children's individual learning uh, plans, uh, you know, special ed type of meetings and things like that. And it just, it, it doesn't stop. And. Okay. Take a time out for a second. Well, Gemma's taking off. So Gemma, oh, the Gemma. cover of the new book about oh, the yes. black eyed kids is cool. It reminded me, I, I just saw, I don't know if it was a video on Instagram or TikTok. It through the, the Facebook reels, but it was a subway video where they had allegedly caught like a teenage girl who was possibly one of the black eyed children. Like her eyes were completely blacked out and she was just staring. And I like instantly thought of the book. I'm like, you know, she could just have contacts in or whatever, but you know, just, just that connection. So very excited to, to read that book. Yeah. We're, we're excited. Uh, she got a release date, I believe. January 3rd. January 3rd. Yep, coming up this week. So we're going to be having Gemma back on to talk about that here. Probably February or so. Uh, we'll see what, what comes up. But um, anyways, the, the school thing, again, that's a topic we're going to cover. Um, just It's not UFO, but let's just say to the parents, it's paranormal. Well, to, <laughs> to to the parents out there, just always foster a love of learning with the kids, especially when they're young. Yeah. So read, read to your children when they're young is seriously before they go to bed. The best thing you could do for your child in that brain development is to sit with your kid and read stories, kids books, whatever to them. And you will be surprised how that translates into their ability to learn when they get older. And it goes back to that whole campfire analogy. How did we learn as a species? How did we evolve to learn for hundreds of thousands of years? Sitting around a campfire, huddled around in a tent, talking, reading. It is huge. Reading to your child is huge. So um, I can't mention that enough. Now, the only reason I'm bringing a lot of this stuff up and about, you know, your perception when you're not a teacher versus your perception when you become a teacher and you get involved in, in the inner workings of it and you see how messed up it is, is that I always have an issue with people that say, well, at least you get your summers off. Now, here's, here's the the rub of the matter. Okay. The rub of the matter is that while you're in school and yeah, we get holidays and you know, we get breaks here and there, but I will tell you 
while you're in school, while school is in session, you are easily pulling 50, 60, 70 hour work weeks easily because there's stuff after school. There's stuff before school. There's planning before school. Your weekends are usually grading things. We don't get overtime. Okay. You, d- you don't get paid overtime. It's not an hourly position. It is paid for the year. And that money is stretched out for the whole year, regardless of how many hours you work. So if you think about all of those hours and you were to bank those hours and track how many of them are above 40 and you go into the summer, that summer pay that you have coming in, that is your overtime pay. And it's not overtime. It's just your normal salary that pays you for all that extra hours that you put in. And that's my time to work on curriculum stuff, anyhow, for the next year. Yeah. And and that's just it. We're still working over the summer. And some of us, like uh, that one over there, gets pulled into things all the time because she's a 24-year, 23-year veteran. Well, I wear many hats, too. Right. With different positions. You're in meetings over the summer talking about new curriculum, curriculum adoption, uh, cross-curricular activities and things, planning for the district. And yeah, Dorothy, Dorothy, it is so much different now. I, I've watched the change happen yeah. from 2005 Well, and like I said, until now. the teachers have responded with a big middle finger now, especially the younger ones that come into teaching and they have all that teacher's debt. Right. To become a teacher, you have to go into debt. Well, a lot of them are leaving after like three years. They've walked away. And now there's a huge teacher shortage. We can't find teachers no more. Nobody wants to do this. It's going to be very, very interesting to see because there's a huge group of us that are in that 20 to 25 year um, like bracket. So within the next five to six years... You know, and as we're retiring and, you know, I'll be 55 when I retire, so I'm not really going to be done working. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to do go do something else that's a little less stressful. Yeah. So if you see me at a Starbucks somewhere. <laughs> Being a barista. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I can imagine, though, that that sounds stressful to me. But anyways. All right. Let's. All right. So that's the stuff that's kind of gone down over the year. I know we're missing a lot, but uh, I wanted to touch on some of our favorite episodes and interviews that we did over the years or over this year. And uh, like I said earlier, one of my favorite has been uh, the Micah Hanks interview. I mean, you can ask him a question, sit back and just let him go because he's so knowledgeable and well spoken on the issue. Um, fantastic. I love that interview. I have to watch it a couple times myself to try to catch everything that was going on, but the ancient, uh, technology and archeology span stuff is awesome. So that was one of my, uh, all times favorites for this year. Um, Michelle, what was one of yours? Um, well, any episode where we have, and I know she's not on anymore, but Gemma being able to, you know, read, uh, a couple of her stories from the one compilation, um, you know, anytime that we 
get to talk about like different what was it like my what was it like my spirit guide oh yeah finding out about my spirit guide um and the fact that you know her name is so close to my mom's yeah that was weird yeah that That was weird still kind of sits with me um always talking to jared so oh, when Jared we, Murphy. Yeah, when we get Jared, and this was after his, and you can't even call it a near-death experience because the dude died. They brought him back. Yeah, he was dead for 45 minutes, coming yeah. back, going dead. So for 45 minutes, he was at death's door. So, but, yeah. you know, Jared's got such a great sense of humor um, and just definitely keeps keeps the conversation going Yep, in and all sorts of directions. But yeah. You know, he, he's a, he's a fun guy. Yeah. And hopefully we'll be to. hearing more from him soon and some of the projects and stuff that are happening, but he's like, he's one of those uh, guests that just became like a family friend. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, just out of the blue, I heard him one time on, uh, oh God, um, Richard Serrett, who we had on the podcast, like our first year. And we, I heard him on Richard Serrett's show and I think he was hosting, uh, coast to coast AM at the time when I heard it and I reached out to Jared and he called me and he was like, I like to talk to everybody before I go on with an interview and figure out who they are. <laughs> now we've pretty much been talking all the time. So yeah, he's been, he's basically become a family friend. Um, I would have to say for some of my other favorites was the one with the cousin brothers, of course, you know, they're so controversial, but their, their videos are great. And by videos, I mean like their documentaries that they've put out. Um, I know they put out stuff by, uh, people sending things in and stuff like that. And a lot of people have flagged them for putting up fake content and stuff like that. So if they put up something that you send them and you made fake content, that's on you, not on them. They're just putting it out there for people to try to figure out. But I really like their their documentaries. Um, Ray Szymanski. Talk about funny dudes. Talk about a funny guy. The 1966 UFO. I mean, come on. You've got to have a sense of humor when you have book titles. Swamp gas my ass. Swamp gas my (laughs) ass. And he just blows the lid off the 1966 Michigan UFO sightings and uh, J. Allen Hynek and and all of that stuff that went down, man. That that was just amazing. Um, And having him on the podcast a couple of times and some of the bombshells he was dropping, um, especially about the nuclear Nike missile silo sites that surrounded Detroit to protect us from, you know, well, I don't know how well they'd protect us, but to attack back the, the Soviet union in case of a nuclear war. And a lot of these UFOs were seen by and interested in our nuclear power, what we were doing. So that was a big bombshell. And that was really something interesting to pick up on. And I got to agree with you, Michelle, on the Gemma, Having Gemma on the show is always amazing. Um, yeah, man. And then how can we forget Jack? Nope. Jack Bouchon from 
the uh, Netflix show. I know we were kind of like starstruck. Yeah. What? A, there's another another well, just household friend, you know, yeah. family friend kind of a dude. Uh, but um, what was it? Um, Unsolved Mysteries episode four, something in the sky, the Michigan, Western Michigan UFO sightings that were going on and jack bouchon was the radar operator who caught it all yeah so and then hit you know got a chance to have dinner with him and his wife yeah yeah Yeah. so that was right before they wrecked their gigantic camper camper yeah yeah at least it wasn't here in michigan you know so But everybody was okay. But yeah. All right. Michelle, why don't we do like a quick, let's do like a quick three minute break, stretch our legs and let's come back. We do have, by the way, everybody, a listener email. Like I said, at the beginning of the show, uh, we're going to read you this account of what happened. I have some of the pictures and stuff pulled up that she was able to uh, get and also a video of her encounter that I want to play. Now, if you're listening to us on iTunes and stuff like that, you're going to have to kind of shimmy your way over to YouTube at a later date and fast forward to this time. You know, I don't know this zone on the time. Ghost Dragon says, Gemma loves being on with us. Ghost Dragon. She's awesome. You know, I have to ask, because I know she's in Jersey. How far is Gemma from like Atlantic City? So, so yeah, and, uh, I'm just I'm curious. Yeah, well, she said she would show us a, the AC. She called it. So, and Straw Dog does mention this. Click that thumbs up, folks. Yes, absolutely. Give us those thumbs up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and those subs. Give us those subs. It's free. The reason I ask <laughs> is because I've told Wayne with those Caesar's Air trips. Oh yeah. That they send out that I'd like to do one of the about two to three hours, give or take. Okay. okay. All right. So, cause you know, I get offered trips to Atlantic city and I'd like to hit the you know, right time of year and time it with Gemma that we could actually, you know, meet up and hang out. Yeah. All right, everybody. So let's do this. We're going to close the show with a listener email okay. uh, from Rhonda. But we're going to do that right after the break. So hang with us. Stick around three minutes. We're going to stretch our legs, get something to drink. And we'll be right back. If I can find the right little uh, (laughs) commercial break. Here we go. Traveling near New Boston, Michigan? Hungry? Well then, you need to check out New Boston Coney and Grill tucked away at 37005 Huron River Drive. With daily specials, homemade soups and desserts, and a staff that makes you feel like family, you will not be disappointed. Give them a try for dine-in or carry-out at 734-606-5313. You can find their page, including their menu, on Facebook. Bon Appetit! All right, everybody, we're back. All right. Thanks for sticking around, everybody. Do not forget to hit that subscribe button. 
hit that thumbs up, help us out. Let's break that YouTube algorithm. Let's get down to 30% of viewers. Let's get you guys subscribed. If we can get down there, uh, 44% not subscribed watching this is not that bad. I've seen some shows that have like 60, 70% of the people that watch their shows are subscribed. So thanks everybody for sticking around. And like I said, we want to close the show out with a listener email who uh, joined our Facebook group. And um, we're going to talk about that here in just one second. One of the things I did want to bring up is that trying to develop and do content while we're both working full time and as teachers and stuff. So I kind of come up with a plan on how we're going to move forward with this. So my goal is every Sunday night. So once a week, unless we're out of town or something like that, we're going to do some kind of a show. Preferably Sunday evenings. I'm thinking at about like eight o'clock and go for about an hour, hour and a half. Now that would be if we didn't have a guest lined up, it would just be myself or if Michelle's not busy doing school stuff for Monday, it'll just be me or it'll be me with Michelle. If we have a guest lined up, then that show, that live show may happen maybe at on a Thursday, on a Friday, but it will be one show a week somewhere in there. And unfortunately, I know people like consistency and things like that, but we like doing the live shows and, uh, we kind of let the guest dictate the date and we try to keep them to like an eight o'clock time. So, but at least once a week, we're going to try to put something out there for you guys. Um, even if it's a listener email or a show like tonight or a show like tonight. Yeah. So anyways, um, I just wanted to put that out there. So hopefully from starting with the new year, we'll be having a show. So like next week, we're going to have Bigfoot Michigan Rob on on Friday the 5th at 8 p.m. So there won't be a show on Sunday. But the following week, if I don't have anybody lined up because booking shows is a pain in the butt, like horrible. It's one of the worst things I hate doing um, when it comes to these shows. Um, we'll be on Sunday then at 8 o'clock if there's no guests lined up. All right. So and I'll put everything out there in social media so you guys know. And a super chat just came in from the one and only Ghost Dragon sending in a super sticker. Thank you very much, Ghost Dragon. And uh, something very interesting happened, too, that uh, with YouTube and StreamYard, like sharing streams on to multiple channels at the same time, we can get into that later. But it's something people probably don't want to do anymore. And you guys yeah, can look into that later. Found out some information yeah. from, from BMR. Yeah. So, so we have Bigfoot Michigan Rob on. Uh, we'll uh, we'll talk about that and, and what happened, if they're comfortable talking about that. So Elfie Joe Bob, Happy New Year to Diane Boss, and Happy New Year to you from us here at Pit Chat. Elfie Joe Bob, good seeing you. Thanks for joining us. It's hard to believe that we're one day away from... 2024 it really is time you know I, I know that i'm owning my years with that soon to be half a century but you know time can slow down <laughs> well you know 
I'm, I'm telling you, and, and it's like I tell my students at the start of every school year, before you know it, the school year will be over, especially as a ninth grader. They have no concept of time. And the faces I was seeing as they were leaving on that last day of school before break, like, oh my God, like it's really going to be semester two soon. We got midterms. What? Mm -hmm. Yes. Thank you, Elfie Joe Bob, for the Happy New Year. We appreciate it. So, yeah. All right. So, those of you that stuck around, you're going to enjoy, or maybe not. I don't know. This story is kind of. I mean, this is right before Christmas. Yeah. So, we're going to close out the show tonight with a listener email. Yeah. This is from Rhonda. Um, she's new to the group, the Facebook group. Um, I have never believed in UFOs, aliens, or any such phenomena like that until this past Friday. So here is my honest story, and I hope to figure out what to do next from here. So Friday, December 8th, 2023, approximately 9 p.m., I was driving to the east side of the state on I-96. My son is as a passenger in the seat behind me. So traveling east, just getting around Grand Rapids and the Cascade exit, heading into Lowell area, when I noticed a very bright object falling from the sky on the north side of, high, of the highway coming in our direction. I thought at first it was a falling star, then I thought that I was witnessing Jesus, Jesus coming back as it was getting closer because it was so bright. Then the closer it got towards us, we could see two bright lights on each side of this thing getting closer. I thought then it might have been an aircraft, a plane, a jet, a helicopter, because it was big and I thought it was just going to land. As I'm getting closer, it's not moving anymore and just hovering next to the highway on the north side. The two lights on each side of this were so bright and illuminated around it. There were no wings, no segmented pieces like drones. This was a round shape, a saucer. It was just hovering as I am now staring at it out of my driver's side window. My son being a witness and watching also says to me, I can almost see in it. There were other lights on the outer back circumference of it, opposite of the two white lights on each side in the front. If I were to compare, is, compare it in size to anything, maybe three or four school buses combined, but in a saucer shape, and it was maybe just a couple football fields off the highway and maybe a couple football fields up, just trying to put into this into perspective for all uh, to have a better sense of where it was and how close it was to us. We were in such shock. My reaction was to get the hell out of there. I going about 75 miles per hour in the passing lane on the highway, trying to comprehend what we both were looking at. About a mile down the road, I asked my son, please take a video if it's still up there, please, after I was coming out of the initial shock. He kept telling me that he couldn't because he was frightened. I finally yelled, please. In the video, we were probably about one and a half miles down the highway east of it, but this thing was bright that you can get a glimpse of it in the upper right corner of the video. Wayne, you got the video? Yeah, I'll be playing that and okay. showing some stills here in a minute. Okay. Yeah. Now that I am... By the way, hold that thought. 
Straw Dog says, Lowell, yes, big time activity. My wife saw one in that area. So, Rhonda, you, you've got people backing you up here. Yep. Um, now that I am back home from visiting family on the east side of the state, I don't know who to contact or what to do. Airports, news, would radar have picked up, um, picked this up as it fell from very high up when I first spotted it? Can anyone give me any information or help me? I'm in tears right now typing this. Um, I Googled Lowell UFO sightings and have tried leaving my story on anything I could find in hopes that someone else witnessed this in the same area. I posted it on my Facebook page, just asking if anyone noticed anything hovering that night. One person privately messaged me saying that coming back from Jenison, she saw something, one in Norton Shores and one that her husband is a pilot that had spotted things on radars before, but not that particular night. So Friday, December 8th at around 9 p.m. That's crazy. That is. I know well, where Jenison, I know where Jenison yeah. is, and obviously Grand Rapids. Yep. Okay. So what you guys are seeing now is some stills from that video that her son was able to grasp. Now. To the people that are commenting and being kind of douche-like in our Facebook group, talking about the horrible quality of the video and things like that. It's a kid taking a picture. He's not even 13, and he's scared in the car with what they're seeing. So this is what you get. And you know what? To her credit, this is the kind of experience and her emotional reaction that she's talking about. This is what makes it credible to me in just that alone, because you know how shocking these things can be to somebody's psyche when you don't believe. Okay. She says it right in her email at the very top. I got to read this again. I am new to the group. I have never, and she uses all caps, believed in UFOs, aliens, or any such phenomenon like that until this past Friday. And this was on December 8th. All right. So this is somebody's worldview just being shattered right now. And so I would like to think that people could have a little bit of compassion and understanding that this woman with her child is scared of something that they don't understand what's happening around them. So let's look at these pictures. So here's one real quick. Again, these are taken as stills from the video, which I will show you here in a minute. There you go. Let me see if I can blow this up even more. Okay. There's your saucer shapes. Okay. Very legit. Okay. From that, there they are. And there it is blown up. That's no aircraft. That's not even a, a a Chinese lantern flying through the sky. And she said it fell from the sky and she thought it was the second coming of Jesus. All right. There's a still from her phone. There's another one. So this was the two had split apart. Diane says Tic Tac could be, but she was saying it was like a saucer. All right. Here's the video. I can't. 
Okay, 13 seconds long. She's saying before the video starts, get a picture, take a video. He's like, I can't. All right, you can hear him say that. And the, the video's bouncing all around, so it's hard to make out what are the cars on the expressway, etc. Okay. I can't. But you can see above the cars up in this area, up in that area, you can see these flashing moving lights zipping around. Yeah. Yeah. See? There. And then it's gone. Yeah. You see it? You see him shoot? There's the second one. Alright, and that's where it stops. Now. Here's her explanation. She's going to go through the video. She put captioning on at the bottom. All right, listen to this. Okay, so quick video here. My son's in the back seat. He is trying to take a photo of what we had witnessed on the side of the road with the saucer. There is a semi-truck that just passed. Let me do this quickly here. Fast forward. There is the billboard. So really, it's supposed to be like this. That thing's hovering. Cars passing. Keep looking up here in the sky. There it is. So here, here's one. There's two. They're zipping around each other. Now, they're just moving. They're going every which way. And they're just still north of the highway. So here, let me back it on up. Let me show you. And then you can just take any photo and blow it up. And there they are. No airplanes. No airplanes, she says. No, those are not airplanes. That is crazy. And that is a good capture. So one more time. Okay, so quick video here. My son's in the back seat. He is trying to take a photo of what we had witnessed on the side of the road with the saucer. There is a semi-truck that just passed. Let me do this quickly here. Fast forward. There is the billboard. So really, it's supposed to be like this. That thing's hovering. Cars passing. Keep looking up here in the sky. There it is. So here, here's one. There's two. They're zipping around each other. Now, they're just moving. They're going every which way. And they're just still north of the highway. So here, let me back it on up. Let me show you. And then you can just take any photo and blow it up. And there they are. No planes. Those are good shots. That And that's what Rick just said. I think those are some good picks. Yes, they are. That is one hell of a capture. And it really affected her and her son. 
even though all those other cars are driving, geez, Michelle, it's almost like nobody else was seeing what was going on. Dude, and that was nine o'clock at night out there too. Mm-hmm. So guarantee yep. someone saw saw something. It's just, you know, how do they respond? Well, and just like Straw Dog said right you know, here. That particular area. Lowell has big time activity. So it's known out there. Yep. So um so Rhonda had asked she had asked, you know, what should she do? What should, you know, who she can t- contact or whatever. There's two things that I would really want you to do. Number one, put in a report with MUFON. M-U-F-O-N. MUFON.com. Put in a report of this and you can upload your video and pictures and, you know, describe what happened just like you did with us. And also what's called the National UFO Reporting Center. I believe that is called New Fork National UFO Reporting Center. And put in your sighting. You can see, you can pull up information based on the time and the day and the location to see if there were other reports that went in as well. So those are the two big things you can do right now. Government isn't taking any civilian reports. The government is only focusing on aviators and particularly military aviators that are seeing stuff or people in the military. Okay. So MUFON.com, M-U-F-O-N.com, and then National UFO Reporting Center, NUFROC. I think is how they pronounce it or whatever, just national UFO reporting center.com or it might be org. I'm not exactly sure, but you'll even see our report from 2018 of a black triangle um, there as well. Okay. So hopefully that helps you out. We totally get it. We know how you can be flustered and what was going on. Michelle and I, when we, saw our giant flying triangle that was hovering over the road. Um, same thing. It, it was, I think what saved us from having huge emotional reactions was the fact that it was like two 30 in the morning and we just ended up crashing and going to sleep. So it wasn't until a couple days later, we started the Facebook group and started asking ourselves what the hell it was that we saw. So, all right. Anyways, I think that's going to kind of wrap it up for us. I think we are 2023'd out. (laughs) 2023 can go away. 2024, I'm worried. But is this going to be the year of the fake alien invasion? What's going to happen? I don't know. There's (laughs) There's a lot out on videos as far as you know yep upcoming conflicts too yeah yep all right elfie joe bob says later you all (laughs) yes all right we're gonna get out of here thank you everybody for joining us for our second episode but our 74th episode of doing this show um but of pit chat with wayne and michelle we are glad you guys could join us tonight those of you that stuck around um please don't forget like, share, subscribe, help us out. Um, 
gift like Dorothy did, Dorothy Hawkins being awesome, gift out those memberships. We keep the memberships very cheap, just, you know, a little bit of money to help us get equipment and things like that. Keep paying the bill for StreamYard and all that good stuff is all we're looking at. No big money makers. So, all right, everybody. Not quitting our day jobs. (laughs) Can't quit the day jobs. Not yet. So, all right. Thank you, everybody. We appreciate it. Michelle. Have a great night, everyone. Have a great night. And as always, keep your eyes to that sky. Good night, everyone.